When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Buenos Thursdays, me amigos and amigas. You are listening to a bunch of crazy voices. Myself, Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts and Sonny today. Thanks, guys, for being Woo-hoo. here. Colleen will be back on Monday. We got to get right into this, okay? I got some juicy conversation for all of us. Leon- mm-hmm. Let me put it this way. I'll cut right to the chase, Holly. Leonardo DiCaprio is a crime boss, and uh, he's living the Godfather movie life that I actually want to go see in theaters. Excuse me, please. <laughs> Excuse- Leonardo DiCaprio is the Godfather. He is basically the Godfather. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, star of stage and screen, Hollywood heartthrob and uh, dater of much younger women in his uh, older, somewhat more swollen age. That's because fa- I, I am a fan of Leonardo okay, DiCaprio. I like, his, no. I like his face fat. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> oh, I am I here do. for this and, I, and I wanna, I'll get to that in just a moment. But you probably want to know why I would think Leo is a yeah, mob boss, well, right? I've always... Are they remaking The Godfather and <laughs> I don't know that? No. Not no. <laughs> really. But, you know, I've always thought that Leonardo DiCaprio was just a, he had a big Marlon Brando inside of him that's just waiting to get out. He does have that sort of air about him, which is weird because it is Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I wouldn't really compare his book, uh, his body of work to Marlon Brando, but mm-hmm. he does sort of have that, like, I'm an heir to the Jack Nicholson way of being a Hollywood celebrity. Perpetual bachelor. Yeah, exactly. Well, the reason I say that today is because there's a piece uh, on Vice.com. They have a, sec- a section called Ragtime, and I love this. Um, it's a bi-weekly feature where they do like an in-depth dive into a celebrity, which mm-hmm. is just like right up our alley. And the headline for this particular piece about uh, Leo is extremely blonde and disturbingly young. The anatomy of a Leonardo DiCaprio relationship. And so they go through and they actually break down in this piece all of the sort of how you have a relationship with Leo mm. in the modern age. Okay. And the first thing we learn be young. very clearly is, what'd you say? I said be young. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Exactly. Because the first thing you'll need to know is that while Leo gets older... His women stay the same age or get younger. This is the Matthew McConaughey theory of Leonardo DiCaprio's relationship being that he's like Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused, who outside of the roller rink says that he gets older, but the girls, they stay the same age. Yeah, and he was probably much younger when he said that in that role, right? Yeah, he would have been in his early 20s, Leo, Leo is 44 years old. I am the same age as Leo. I feel like I've failed at life, but that's okay. It's another conversation. Um, This this piece uh, over at Vice.com, they did an actual chart. I love this because I just love infographics for like (laughs) dirt and gossip. So they took Leo's age. And obviously, he goes from 24, they start at 24 and go all the way up to 44 currently. So the last 20 years, 
Over the last 20 years, all of the women he has dated have been 25 years old or younger. So it's like an NFL playbook right here. Yeah, right? <laughs> and yeah. you see all of the different women, Giselle Bunchen, Bar Raffaele, Blake Lively, which, by the way, I'd forgotten that he dated Blake Lively. Just a brief moment in 2011, Did it looks Rihanna like. Did the thing? Was that, a, was that a rumor? I think that they were just friends. Okay. Honestly. They, and, and honestly, they travel in similar circles, which we could go real deep on, mm-hmm. but just know that I think... They travel in similar circles. I'll just leave it at that. Um, But back to his relate. So they start out in this piece, sort of laying it out like, okay, we cut, but we kind of all knew that, right? It's a running gag that Leonardo DiCaprio always dumps his model girlfriends for a younger model after a certain point in time. That's an, that's an old meme. We've talked about that for years. Yeah. And it's nothing new. Like he's not the first, it's just that like when you're in Hollywood and you're uh, Leo DiCaprio, you get to behave that way. And most people are just like, oh, that's just, who he is, right? Uh, Meanwhile, you know, some other celebrity females who date younger, they always kind of like wag their finger at them. Mm -hmm. That's a separate conversation. So nothing new here so far in this piece about Leo. And I said, remember at the top that I think he's like a crime boss. (laughs) Well, we're getting there. So there's nothing new about the relationships that I learned in this piece other than a few of the anecdotal uh, individual women. I was like, oh, I didn't know about that. Or, oh, I didn't know about that. But here's what I find to be fascinating and this is where we get into like mob territory and crime family territory something that is very common certainly among celebrities in general at large but very much so in the case of leo specifically is the nda the non-disclosure agreement so we've talked a lot about ndas recently in the last couple years because of harvey weinstein the me too movement movement times up right we found that you have these like serial perpetrators who sort of shield themselves from public scrutiny on at the least and at the most shield criminal behavior with these non-disclosure agreements so they're able to get the people that they interact with unlike you and i like Mm -hmm. we come in and out of each other's lives without non-disclosure if a reporter came to you tomorrow sonny and said what do you know about you know bradley trainer you'd spill whatever beans you had Mm because no harm no foul right Mm -hmm. it would depend on whatever you wanted to share Mm -hmm. but if i had had you sign a non-disclosure agreement you you would say nothing you would not be able to talk about you know anything really it i mean they're so vague and broad Mm -hmm. that it it's not even the specific language that would prevent you from talking. It's very much the idea that you could run afoul of that NDA without really even knowing that you um, were. And so that would scare you into just saying nothing. Nothing, gotcha. Okay. And this piece lays out very specifically how there are women in interviews who will be asked about Leo who will like sort of shut down in the interview because they're like, oh, crap, I don't want to. Like there's this one interaction where a woman is like, they're like, you have hung out with Leo, right? And she just shakes her head like, no. When you're talking about, the, in this Vice article, yeah. model Lily Aldridge, yes. she was asked about her relationship with Leonardo DiCaprio or, or what is it like hanging out with him. She shakes her head. Gigi Hadid comes in and kind of explains it away while Lily Aldridge remains in silence. And the thing with non-disclosure agreements is, well, you can break a non-disclosure agreement, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. Right? Yeah. So you, it, it's just that thought of it being out there that silences, um, so silences you. So mm-hmm. it's like, so it, it's like a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a legal thing. It's a legal thing at, at, um, on paper. Right. But it, it, 
it has more power than what's actually on paper because actual we've now seen in the post me too era that a lot of these non-disclosure agreements can be broken and the consequences are not there because the public outrage is such that nobody is going to try to enforce them. But until that happens, most people are like, I ain't talking about it because I don't want to get sued and all of a sudden bankrupted. And there are examples of that actually happening. So people are afraid to talk. Well, and then think of the informal network of power that surrounds these non-disclosure agreements. So Lily Alridge, maybe she signed a non-disclosure agreement. Maybe she didn't. We don't know. But even if she broke that non-disclosure agreement, that would be bad on her because of the networks of power that surround Leonardo DiCaprio as a Hollywood superstar. Be like, oh, you bad mouth Leo. Maybe we don't want to give you that next job that you're in line oh, for. Wow. Yeah. And which which is totally ap- applicable to our lives. Like you can think of examples where you're like, oh, well, I'm not talking about that because I ain't going to, you know, like what's the phrase like stub my foot to spike Cut off my your nose. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Which body part? <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. Um, so if you're just joining us, we're talking about Leo, and I said he's kind of like a, like a mob boss. I see where you're going. So, so in the context of Leo specifically and these NDAs, this piece lays out how he has used tons of these clearly with all of the women that he's with. And it's not just the women, but the people around him. And I, I begin to ask myself questions like, you know, again, I think a lot of it's post me too. like, you know, normally we'd hear these things and we'd be like, oh, that's just what celebrities do. But I ask myself, like, really, wh- why do you do this? What is it exactly that you are trying to hide? Like, I get that you think you're famous and nobody is, you know, you need to have some level of privacy. But to such an extent that literally every woman you're with has not spoken to the media about your relationship and that reporters now in this day and age in 2019 still don't ask Leonardo DiCaprio about the relationships that he's in. It's like either they know better or they've been told to know better. Well, that goes back to that informal network of power where all of these people, the reporters, the journalists in Hollywood, the infotainment stars, know better than to ask Leonardo DiCaprio about this because they want access to Leonardo DiCaprio. And if they ask the wrong question, they're not getting access to one of the biggest ah. stars on the planet. So it's just probably an open secret. I'm, I'm assuming it is where it's like, well, we're just not going to ask you. And also, isn't that girlfriend. just weird? Like, what is it about you, Leonardo DiCaprio? That you think you are entitled to in in the realm of privacy with your personal relationships that that transcends everybody else. Right. Like right. what? are So, I mean, it begs the question, like, what are you hiding? Is there something you're hiding? Because we've seen people hide behind NDAs. Um, but if not hiding, what is the level of ego uh, involved that makes you think that everyone who. And also, just think about that for a moment. What kind of a person you must be to feel like in order to live your life, you must have the people that are closest to you not feel the freedom to speak openly about their interactions with you? Like, that just doesn't make... Well, it doesn't make sense. sense, right? Because then it begs the question, what kind of life is Leonardo DiCaprio leading? Yeah. That makes him want to lock down about his personal life so much. I understand that there are some celebrities and actors out there who choose not to put their personal life out there in the public narrative that they have around their celebrity. Yeah. But this. There's a difference between, I think, prudence. Yes. And um, I don't know what the opposite of that would be, but. 
exhibitionism <laughs> or like difference between being private and concerned about your privacy. That's one thing. And willfully like stifling conversation and yes. And just information like what could he be like? What what are you so afraid of? Like Leo? He just might be real kinky. And he don't want no, well, he don't yeah, want no exactly. He's real kinky or he's just a man slut. And, you know, frankly, fine. OK, be a guy who likes to date a bunch of younger women. You certainly wouldn't be the first man ever. But there's this like privilege and, you know, like he thinks he is he again laid out in this piece. And if you want to read this, we'll um, post it online. It's in vice.com about the anatomy of a relationship with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's very clear from the way he interacts with women publicly that he never interacts intimately or romantically with them or very rarely. And typically what will happen is like he'll go to a club. There'll be a bunch of women. He's not talking to the women. He is sitting down talking to a friend. Meanwhile, he's got a few buddies that are out in the working the crowd and handing out business cards so that then whatever communication Leo would like to have with the women that he is interested in um, will happen privately. Right. So like you can't even socialize in public. Right. So going back to your original thesis that Leonardo DiCaprio is essentially a mafioso, he has his quote unquote henchmen going out and doing the dirty work for him. Meanwhile, he's protected at the center and then they bring all of these women to him. Yeah. Allegedly, supposedly. Yeah. And and really, again, just operates socially in that way where there's secrecy, um, control, Power, you know, again and and again, I would just like to remind you, this is, you can't refuse. This is like sort of a B. I mean, he's an he, what is he? He's really? an A list actor. He's A list in popularity, yes, certainly, and very successful. But I mean, he's not like I, I just can't think of a comparison in this day and age, um, or a you know a way to sort of justify that level of um, ego. It just seems bizarre to me. Anyway, it's a fascinating piece. I encourage you to go read it. And if anything, it's just a it's just sort of a fun dive into his weird and very predictable um, relationship habits. Journey to becoming Marlon Brando 2.0. Yeah. Like, I wonder if in 60 years or not 60 years when he's 60 years old, if these women will still adhere to the same timeline. If only we had a chart telling uh, us that. Oh, all right. When we come back. Do we have Elizabeth Reese today? No, we have Sonny today. Oh, Sonny, you are doing the dirt alert with all the latest when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
bringing us all the headlines. Come rain or shine or head cold, be damned. It's Sonny. And you're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. What you got for us? Hello. Uh, there's a new documentary about Michael Jackson, except it's about his death. It's coming to the Discovery Channel, and it's produced by Zigzag Productions. It'll feature all of the detectives who investigated his death, as well as his relationship with his doctor, uh, Dr. Conrad Murray. And uh, they have no release date, but uh, you can expect it to be on Discovery Channel's international networks in United Kingdom, Italy, and Germany. And I think that's trash that it's not being released in North America. Why isn't it being released? Here? I don't know. They didn't say. Hmm, that's that's interesting. I wonder if that's like a legal thing, maybe. Oh. Well, who is uh, Discovery owned by? Discovery. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They own themselves. Oh, really? It yes. doesn't go any higher than that? Nope. Maybe they're afraid of discovery communications. Well, that's the only thing that I can think of that there might be some kind of legal thing concerning Mm -hmm. Conrad Murray and the state of this case and Michael Jackson and and Michael Jackson Mm -hmm. in the United States, where uh, the laws are a little different, perhaps in European countries. Mm -hmm. I am totally talking out of my button. I don't know. I was going to say (laughs) the only reason I would push back a little bit on that is only because I know in this country we tend to have like the weakest laws that protect people from saying pretty much anything they want, whereas most other countries are much stricter but who knows and um you know fingers crossed that we'll get a chance to see it at some point at some point uh did you guys see when they see us on netflix i have not watched when it yet they see us what is this about uh so there was a central park uh case oh, yes. yeah the yeah central park five the central park five and um so the leading prosecutor on this case in real life is getting backlash after this movie was released last week on Netflix, uh, Linda Fairstein, she was the head of the sex crimes unit in Manhattan District Attorney's Office uh, when she pushed for the arrest of the five innocent black teens. And uh, yeah, so they have drawn up a petition for change.org. So far, it has 57,000 signatures calling for like Amazon, Barnes and Noble to stop selling her books because she mm. went from a prosecutor to now she's an author and so for the last 30 years, um, she's been an author. And so everybody she's getting a lot of backlash. She's closed up her social media um, and they've also um, forced her to resign. She's got like she's on um, uh, board of directors for Vassar College. Uh, God's loves. We did. De- we deliver charity. Safe Horizon nonprofit like that. She's receiving a lot of backlash. Mm. And presumably it's because they you know, she brought a case against people right. who were innocent. Right. 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 And, and that she has leveraged that case for her own uh, career. I keep hearing that. But where is that in there? I keep hearing them. I. I keep hearing people saying that she leveraged that to do that. So are these books about this case? Well, I think that perhaps, you know, not having seen uh, the film and I'm not, I know the very, very basics of of Uh the case of the Central Park Five, Mm -hmm. being that if at the time of this case, she became very well known in the media, in the Uh public eye, that she leveraged that uh, reputation that she gained as the prosecutor in this case in order to move forward in her career into all of these positions of power. Okay. Uh, okay. What I will say is just from a cursory glance of the uh, internets. So she writes uh, novels, which yeah. look to be of a crime, uh, like crime based novels. Yeah. 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 So whether or not she used that particular case or just was trading on her notoriety, that's right. presumably mm-hmm. what people are. Okay. With. Yeah. Okay. So it's presumed that she did that because I yeah. didn't see anything in the. In the actual series that yeah. said that, but I hear people saying that. And I'm like, is there a fact that I'm missing? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, well, you know, it's just like uh, Marsha Cross or anybody moving on from a high profile case. Mm-hmm. She's a prosecutor in the O.J. Simpson case. She Clark. writes, 
Mark Clark, yeah, yeah. Did I say cross? cross. She's in the news too today. Yeah. But um, she, so for a totally, <laughs> for a totally different reason. That is true. But somebody like that, she was. She writes crime novels. She's an executive producer on an ABC show. But mm. we would not know her name if not for that particular high gotcha. profile yeah. case. Gotcha. Um, I do appreciate though the reminder that I uh, need to put that on my queue mm-hmm. and watch it because I'm gonna tell you it's a trigger warning. Is it? It's a trigger one. Yeah. How one. how many episodes? It's four episodes. Okay. And episode three is a tough one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's I think I personally think it's a good movie to watch, like American history stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and on a lighter story, kind of goofy story, everybody's talking about uh Beyonce and Jay Z were sitting courtside of game three, the NBA finals on yesterday, and apparently some woman was leaning over her to talk to Jay Z. She was not amused. And uh, no, no, she was not am- <laughs> now personally I didn't see it on Beyonce's face. I think that she was just making natural face expressions, but maybe you have to be like a super stan to read deep within the facial yeah. expressions. Or you just have to be an aggrieved woman <laughs> yeah. who's maybe had a man who has maybe. talked to the wrong people. This is true, maybe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is not an ordinary woman, though. This is actually the, the wife of the owner of the Warriors. And she's oh. talking to Jay-Z and Beyonce's in the middle, just yeah. staring mm-hmm. off into the void. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goodness mm-hmm. knows what she's thinking. I didn't read into it what everybody else is reading into it, but, you know, well, I could be wrong. Well, this is fun for for people when you just get to watch, you know, like when you're watching people from afar and sort of creating the narrative and mm-hmm. you have no idea if that's really what's going on. Yeah. But you're like, they look like they're on a first date. And it could be, you know, their like siblings or something. Date. Right, yeah. right, right. She's just probably trying to remember whether or not she has almond milk in the fridge. Yeah. Oat milk. She, her, her she milk, had, you yeah. know she would oh, have yeah. oat milk. Oh, her her face sure. looks normal to me, but everyone's like, I don't know. What do you do? How, what do you do when a woman steps over you to talk to your man? I'm like, they look like they were just chilling at the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everything doesn't always have to be yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's all I got. Thank you, Sonny. When we come back, 30-second pop culture challenge. Uh, give us a call, 651-641-107. Five questions, 30 seconds. You could win a prize, but only on the Colleen and Bradley show and only on my talk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly and Sonny. Let's do the 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Sonny? We have Beth on the phone. Beth is on the line, and Holly, what? Is Beth playing for today? I believe Beth is playing for a pair of tickets to see the movie late night during its run of engagement. By the way, in theaters tomorrow. Fabulous. All right, Beth, are you ready to play? Beth, are you there? (laughs) Beth? Yes, I am. Fabulous. The timer's going to start after I ask the first question. Here we go. Grace Kelly was a princess in what country? Uh, pass. Jedis use what sword-like weapon for battle and protection? Repeat the question. What kind of sword-like weapon do Jedis use for a battle and protection? Oh, lightsaber. What celebrity has the alter ego Sasha Fierce? Uh, Beyonce. Gail King is the lead anchor on what morning program? Uh, Good Morning America. No! Uh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all got, right. She tried. And she, she got did, a few right. She got a few right. Yeah. But we should go over the ones that Beth guessed incorrectly. Um, did I just have a brain issue? Because did I ask the Gwen Stefani question? No. Oh, okay. So I just skipped over that one? Yes. Okay. Let's start at the beginning. 
Grace Kelly was a princess in what country? Monaco. Yes. Uh, she got the lightsaber, right? Correct. And then Gwen Stefani, she did not get this question because I didn't ask it. Uh, Gwen Stefani was the singer in what band? No doubt. And uh, she got Beyonce. Then Gail King is the leader on what morning program? CBS This Morning. Fabulous. Well, Beth did not win, but you could. And Beth could try again tomorrow on the 32nd Pop Culture Challenge. You just got to give us a call. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, now let's move on to my other favorite part of the day. It's called the blind item. It's actually called blinded by the item. And that's where we do a bunch of blind items with Holly. Hi. Hi. And joining us today, we got a full house in here. Bradley's here, Sonny's here, and Donna Valentine is here. From the Donna and Steve show, night to noon. Nice to be here. Thank you for helping us solve celebrity gossip mysteries. Well, if I wasn't doing it in the studio, I'd be doing it in my car. Yes, you might as well be getting paid for it. Oh, wait. Am I getting paid? No. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Here's your first gossip mystery to solve for free. Okay. She can say what she wants publicly, but behind the scenes, this A-minus list, mostly movie actress who had an iconic role on an iconic television show, wants no part of a reunion, and is the main person blocking any reunion. Could this be a Jennifer Aniston situation? Oh! Oh, Donna, a ding for you! Yeah! A ding for Donna. Yeah! Yeah! Sorry, I just had to give Donna some love. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) All right, let me fill the blank for you. Uh, She could say what she wants publicly, but behind the scenes, Jennifer Aniston, who, of course, played Rachel on Friends, wants no part of a Friends reunion. And, by the way, Jennifer Aniston is the main person blocking any reunion. Wow. See, this is is what I love, right? Because Is it, though? Why wouldn't she? What does she have to lose? It's not like her career is like... On fire. Because I think she would end up coming off. Oh, gosh. I don't know how to say this. I feel like. What do I feel like? I feel like her ego is such that she doesn't want to risk. You know, like there's no need for her. Right. Like she, what, what, what would be the benefit for her doing this? Um, Publicity. I mean, they write articles about her pretty much every week That's without true. her she, doing anything. That's true. Yeah. Maybe I mean, I, I to take help your point, a friend out. Y- that's the only, yeah. Well, that's the only reason that yeah. I could think that Jennifer Aniston would want to do a friends reunion is to help out other cast members. Yeah, I mean, but you yeah. see band members do it all the time, you know, go on reunion tours to help out, you know, Mick Fleetwood, for example, who's down and out. All right, let's do this for him. Mm-hmm. Get him back on his feet. Is there anybody like that? Like, where is every what's oh, what's going on with what's his name? The one Matthew Perry. Like, is he in a good place? Uh, I feel like he, he had some health problems last year. Yeah. I feel like he's had a rough go of things. Yeah, he's he's had a lot of failures as far as, like, TV shows, yeah. right? Internal organs. That I, I guess I do also, I don't know, I struggle with that whole, I struggle with the whole notion of going back to that thing. Because I get where that could seem somewhat oppressive for the people involved. What if they did a one-time... Just live show, like they did with All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Yeah, that would be huge. Why not? Yeah. TV isn't TV. I think is a, a one-off would be great. And I also think TV is not what it used to be. You know, it's not like a step down necessarily. Maybe network TV might feel that way to some of these movie 
now movie yeah. actors. I think one episode. Why can't we just do one episode? I know, Jen. What do you got to be such a pain in the, yeah. you know what? Mm. Okay, fine. Now I've right. changed my mind. All right. Thanks for that. <laughs> what else we got, Holly? We have another blind item for you to solve. Another celebrity gossip mystery. See if you can solve this. No tabloids are talking about the real story. Which is this foreign-born, A-list, mostly movie actor who is the latest person to fill the long-running franchise role. Well, he had a woman taking care of him while he was injured who wasn't his wife. The two were everywhere in public. Why am I the only one saying anything? The tabloids know. Do they fear not going to the premiere? Okay, there's a lot of moving parts Yes, here. so think about a foreign-born, A-list, mostly movie actor who is playing an iconic role in a franchise right now. Okay. All right. That person was injured and was taken care of by a person who is not his wife. Mm-hmm. This is an open secret. Nobody's <gasps> reporting on it. Oh, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let me fill in the blank for you. So uh, no tabloids are talking about the real story, which is Daniel Craig, who is playing James Bond. He had a woman taking care of him while he was injured who wasn't his wife, who, by the way, is actress Rachel Weiss. The two were everywhere in public. And why am I, NT lawyer, the person who writes this blind item, the only one saying anything? The tabloids know. Do they fear not going to the premiere of the new James Bond movie? That's interesting. So they're saying he's saying that um, they've been like seen together out in public. Right. So Daniel Craig was filming the new James Bond, Bond 25. That's the only title we have right now in Jamaica, where he was injured on the set. He flew back to the United States to be treated for this injury. And apparently he's been openly out and about with another lady. Who's not Rachel Weisz. Interesting. No, I really like these two. You do? Yeah, I think they're really cute. And I think she's really talented. Yeah, well, and hopefully just... she's getting her bread buttered somewhere else. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, I believe it. I yeah. I believe this. Yeah. <clears throat> and also the interesting thing about this blind item is that all the tabloids know about Daniel Craig and this other woman, but they fear reporting on it because they want access to the new James Bond movie. Right. It kind of goes back to the segment about Leonardo DiCaprio that we had at the beginning of the show where people fear asking Leonardo DiCaprio about some of his lady friends right. uh, for the fear of not having access to Leo and his right. new projects. Uh-huh. I get it. I believe it. Makes me sad. Yeah, it is sad. I hope mm. she, uh, you know. Don't they have a baby? Yeah. They had a that little baby. Anything. I know it doesn't. I know. All right. I'm we'll move on. Oh, more celebrity gossip mysteries to solve. Try this one on for size, Donna and Bradley. This A minus slash B plus list actor who once got fired from a movie franchise impregnated a woman who's not his wife, but she'll probably stay with him anyways. The wife will? Yeah. So, an A minus B plus list actor who once got fired from a franchise. Oh, from a franchise or just a movie? Uh, he got fired from the film franchise, and he also got fired from the cinematic universe. <sighs> okay, is so this like a is is he a little you know gay? Cr- oh, <laughs> just kidding. I was I had Kevin Spacey in mind, but I'm thinking is it something from the Me Too? Situation? No, not from the Me Too situation. Does he act weird? Yeah, sometimes. Is it? um, 
Oh, gosh. He's in the news in the past couple of days, not for this, but for... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Or uh, perhaps not doing his due diligence by paying all of his taxes. Oh. Oh. I was thinking of like a Joaquin Phoenix. No, not him. Oh, good guess though. Uh, let's see. He admired Oprah's body at one point publicly. Oh, oh, oh. take old biddies. Yep. Yes, that is. Um, uh, oh, gosh, what's his name? He's got the piercing eyes. Take old biddies. Oh, yeah. Um, um, he was in. Isn't he an empire? Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Like Wait, Karen Tagger. Thank you. <laughs> There you go. Wow. Oh, I'm not right. surprised by this at all. Darren's Howard said Oprah had Oh, I'm going to try to yes. find it for you. I mean, I know that's not the, the, the item, but... Oh, well, okay. Well, before we get on to the blind item, I'll tell you about that. So that happened during a press junket for the movie The Butler. Mm-hmm. They co-starred in that film together, and Terrence Howard told the interviewer... Oh, my God. Exactly Wait, that. we'll find we'll it. We'll find hey. it, but let me fill in the blank for we'll the blind there for a pimp. <laughs> Terrence Howard got fired for... From Iron Man, that franchise, oh. and he impregnated a woman who was not his wife. However, the wife will probably stay with Terrence Howard, anyways. Okay, so I'm going to give this to you, Sonny. The link. Oh, are you here? Where are you, Sonny? Do you have the grid open? Uh huh. Okay, so right under <laughs> this blind item, Lord have mercy. There's a link, <laughs> Sonny. And Hi. you might. I'm going to have you listen to it while we talk for a little bit, um, mm-hmm. just to make sure there's nothing bad in yeah. there. I don't think there is. No, but, but this is a classic we'll moment in popular culture. Because we used to play this clip all the time. Yeah. Oh God, I'm so embarrassed. Why? I, just the whole. Why would he say that? I know it's delightful. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> these are the moments that we live for. Don. I love right. when you. I know. I know. I just love when you get a sense of what people are really thinking for a change. I know. Right? I know. Mm-hmm. Should we listen? Yeah, I got it. All right. To be able to make out with Oprah, yeah, to have op- to have love scenes with mm-hmm. her and those Tiggo biddies. I mean, um, <laughs> her, she's such a lovely, voluptuous woman. So being able to, she's very, very, very beautiful, and uh, Ew. that was wonderful. Terrence oh, Howard, Oprah and them Tiggo biddies Gross. doing press for the Butler. I'm sure they were grateful for that. Oh press. God. <laughs> Most memorable part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> frankly. Were you, right. Did you read the blind item? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I did. Did uh, was he fired for any particular reason? Uh, I don't remember the specifics. Okay, me, but me. he was replaced by Don Cheadle. Oh, and now Don okay. Cheadle what? plays that role in okay. the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe. Wow. Mm-hmm. Don Cheadle's better, I think. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, so fun. And he's not going to go talking about Oprah's tickle bitties. <laughs> Donna, he will. thanks yes. for bringing your tickle biddies <laughs> up in here. And ladies, you're welcome. We'll be right back. Holly's got a very, very interesting development in the Jesse Smollett case. In fact, 
Um, the 911 tape was released. We're going to talk about it when we come back right here on my talk 1071. So, what's really on this 911 call from uh, someone claiming to be friends with Jesse Smollett or working for him, actually, after his uh, alleged attack? We're about to find out here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on my talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts today and Sonny running the board. Colleen will be back on Monday. Holly, take us on a journey because you had some very interesting insights into the 911 tape that was released today uh, uh, w- about the alleged hoax attack uh, involving Jesse Smollett. Well, definitely an observation. An interesting. Hmm. So earlier today, Chicago police released the 911 call made in regards to the alleged attack against Jesse Smollett. This was his friend calling the Chicago Police Department about 40 minutes to an hour after the alleged attack took place. And I assume that this is all part of the information dump made by Cook County regarding the case. We've gotten a lot of documents about the Jesse Smollett case that are now open. So I I want you guys to take a listen to the 911 call and uh, pay attention to the friend uh, who's talking to the 911 dispatcher? Now, I will say we had to edit this a little bit, cut it short because there's some naughty swears in it. Sure, so we yeah. cut short okay. just before that. Oh, and by the way, uh, they are on today's audio little production, and the, it is in yellow and it is labeled Jesse Smollett 911. So if I, you go. I, to- I, just, I just need a police to come by. Um, I work with an artist. I, I, I don't really want to say his name, but he stayed here. He, was, he went to. Subway, he was walking by, and some guys, I don't know, they jumped him or something like that. And I just want to report it and make sure he's all right. I'm waiting in the lobby. I'm going to go back up to the apartment. Okay, so you're going back to the apartment, so you're just going to leave yeah. him there? Yeah, I, I came down because I didn't realize the address. I, I didn't realize the address, and, you know, he was cool. He didn't want me to call you guys, but I felt like he needs to make a report. <laughs> Okay, so did okay. You can't make the report for him. Did he want to make a report? No, no he, 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 he I, that's why I'm, I'm doing. He, he's definitely going to make the report. I'm going to make make the report. All right, that's, so that's enough that we can listen to of that nine one one tape. So that's allegedly someone calling on Jesse's uh, behalf after the uh, alleged attack in Chicago, like early that next morning. Yeah, that it was about 40 minutes after that. So the friend made the call to 911, talked to the dispatcher. The dispatcher eventually uh, sent the police over to the apartment. So mm-hmm. I'm listening to this, and there, there are just some things that struck me about this phone call that had me wondering. The mm. friend was particularly calm in a way where if something as horrible uh, that happened to Jesse Smollett took place, mm-hmm. that there wasn't a sense of urgency in this voice, mm-hmm. and that he mentioned, the friend, that the person who was attacked was quote-unquote famous. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, does that really matter in a really yeah. stressful situation yeah. like that? Yeah. You're concerned about the human being who went through something atrocious and awful. You want to get that person help as soon as possible. Yeah. And the dispatcher... She's a professional. She's trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Yeah, you can tell in her voice there's some curiosity going mm-hmm. on. She's like, um, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so all of that is laid out there in the 911 call. So I was like, okay, huh, thinking about, well, I'm just going to go back maybe and find an old clip of Jesse Smollett himself, because there's been a lot of hearsay, a lot of gossip. We don't know exactly what went on in this case. Ultimately, we don't know what happened to Jesse Smollett. But I'm like, self, 
let's go back <laughs> and find Jesse Smollett just talking casually. All let's right. go back a couple of years ago before any of this happened. So I found a clip. I believe this was from 2014 on The View. Jesse Smollett talking to the panel on The View. And he's going to be talking about the show Empire. So okay. just pay close attention to Jesse here. What we'll see is a continuation of the crazy, Mm -hmm. but um, what I love is that coming back, what we'll start to see is we'll start to see, you know, really what happens when families are are split apart, what's happened to this this family. We're so broken. Yeah. And um, what happens when families are are split apart and and with Cookie being in jail for all those years and Mm -hmm. and Lucia's Lucia's doing his thing. I mean, right now it's about peace in the family together. That's right. But in a way, the parents got to fix themselves before the family. And is the baby mama coming? So there's Jesse Smollett on The View. Okay, can we listen to the first one again real quick? Yes. Let's do that. I just, I just, I just see the police to come by. Um, I work with an artist. I, I, I don't really want to say his name, but he stayed here. He, was, he went to Subway. He was walking by and some guys. I don't know if he jumped him or something like that. And I okay, so that's enough of that. So there's that. What do, you, what do you think? I think that's interesting. I'm listening to the cadence of the voice. I'm listening to the stutter. So you of think the that voice. the two voices could be the same. You think that Jesse might have called himself. You know, and here's where I'm like, huh, that's interesting is because remember when the developments of the story were coming out earlier this year there was a lot of kerfuffle around jesse smollett's telephone records and that he didn't want to give his full telephone records over to the chicago police Mm -hmm. department they redacted a lot of information so i'm saying self huh that's interesting okay and i think it's i mean especially in a case like this where there's so much there's so many questions I think it's right to question everything. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what it sounded like, because the hard part with that second voice is it's hard to tell. Of course, what it sounds like on a phone. Right. Exactly. Because we always sound a little different on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Because those voices didn't sound exactly no. the same. But I mean, it one's would be in interesting. Studio ones on the phone. Yeah, it yeah. would be interesting to see though, because. It's certainly, I mean, again, there's like this weird nonchalance about what he's saying. And like, why, why would you, you know, and why would you be so cagey about what's happening? Why would you I, think, be, uh, I think Jesse was out on some sexy stuff and I think it went wrong. And then he came up with this story. That's no, mystery me. solved. <laughs> done and done. I well, think he was supposed to meet somebody. Thank you, yeah. Jessica Sonny Fletcher. Yes. And then he made up the story. But he, he, the situation he was in was worse than the actual story. That's what I think. Watch for Sonny's new series on Netflix, her mystery series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this fall. All right, when we come back, celebrities in a restaurant, what do you do? We'll talk about it when we come back. Everyone loves buying holiday gifts, but the credit card hangover, not so much. Well, Old Navy is outdoing even Santa with their prices this season. They have incredible prezzies for everyone on your list, like matching jingle jammies, statement-making coats, and the coziest sweaters. And Old Navy has tons of gifts for under 15 bucks. So you can buy yourself a little something, too. Sorry, not sorry. So pop by a store or visit OldNavy.com. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. 
Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.